Matthew Bryan here. Thanks for joining me today on Prayer and the Word. Hey, before we dig into today's episode, I want to share with you uh, exciting news about my book, How to Pray, 15 Days to a More Biblical, Joyful, and Consistent Prayer Life. It is nearing the end of its publication process. Um, It's currently undergoing some field testing by a launch team, who I'm really grateful for, about 30 to 40 uh, family, friends, different... uh, Uh, relationships within my church, some other pastors, even a couple professors have joined in and helped me contribute to the field testing process to kind of refine this thing and make it better, be the best thing possible as far as it can be as far as helping people learn how to pray in a way that's biblical, joyful, and consistent. It's broken down into 15 days. That launch team actually helped me change and modify that subtitle. It was a quick guide for more biblical, joyful, and consistent prayer, Uh, but 15 days to a more biblical, joyful, and consistent prayer life really does capture the heart of uh, really what is the intent of this book. If you're struggling with consistency, you're struggling with joy, you don't even know what it means maybe to have a biblical prayer life, well then, this book can truly help you be that first of many steps in developing that prayer life that's truly biblical, joyful, and consistent. I'm excited to release that soon. Uh, it'll be available through Amazon as an ebook and as paperback. And uh, you can go to my website, MatthewCBryant.com, to get updates. Subscribe there to my blog, get updates about the book, and also get some other helpful things as far as devotional materials, sermons, other things that I'll be posting along the way on that blog. It's my author site, and I'd be happy to have you subscribe there and be able to join the community there. And while you're there, uh, be sure to just sing, uh, check out some other things on there. Praying Through the Psalms is on there. One of my favorite series that I've done so far on the um, podcast is Praying Through the Psalms. We'll be doing a little bit of that today here as we look at Praying Through Daniel chapter 6. We're going to look at the major themes and then pray through Daniel. Thanks for joining me today on this journey as we develop a prayer life that's more biblical according to God's design joyful, and consistent. Hello and welcome to episode 8. This is looking at praying through Daniel, and I am going to take some time right now and uh, really just walk through some of the major themes here in Daniel chapter 6, see what we can learn about prayer from Daniel 6 and then pray through uh, portions of this chapter. Now, real quick, I've been using as part of sermon preparation, Sidney uh, Gray Danis' Preaching Christ from Daniel as we've been working through Daniel as a church. Been an incredible resource, very valuable. Sidney Gray Danis, Preaching Christ from Daniel. I'll put a link in the show notes, especially if you're a pastor and you're interested. Uh, great book, great resource. Um, but Daniel, um, as you would know from reading this passage, has some highlights about prayer. Um, you know, Daniel prays for uh, three times a day um, in his uh, own room facing Jerusalem. Devoted, devoted prayer life. Sometimes uh, commentators are like, wow, look at this. you got to pray like Daniel. And sometimes preachers, what they'll do is they'll make that the central uh, point of the sermon or make that the focal point of the sermon. The reality is, is the focal point of the sermon is not that. The focal point is God's ability to save his faithful people, even from the mouth of lions. And so God is going to save his people even from the mouth of lions. And so that's what um, we get here from this passage. And so Daniel chapter 6 is very common, uh, but for those of you maybe not as familiar with this passage of Daniel and the lion's den, Daniel 
is elevated in the kingdom as it relates to the whole story of the book of Daniel. King Darius is now king. He is uh, king over the Medes and the Persians. They've taken over Babylon. The Babylonian Empire is destroyed. Now the Medes and the Persians have come in. And Daniel stays in a high position. He gets elevated over as to one of the chief officials, uh, one of three over the entire kingdom. And he is about to be elevated over even the other two officials. The other two officials don't like it. The other wise men, they don't like it. And so they bring a charge against Daniel in the sense of being able to, uh, but they're looking for a charge rather, but they can't find something to say, hey, Daniel's done this or Daniel's doing this. He's a faithful dude. He is faithful to God. And so they said the only way we can find a charge against him is something as it relates to the law of God. And so they decide to say, hey, Darius, we all think it's a good idea, King Darius, if people only are allowed to pray to you for 30 days. And they know Daniel will still pray to God, and they'll be able to have a gotcha moment with Daniel. And so they do it. And Daniel, it says in verse 10, went up After knowing the document was signed, he went up to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day, and he prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he had done previously. I think the biggest thing that we can learn from this is that this prayer life that Daniel had wasn't developed because of the crisis. It was developed before the crisis. And so a mentor of mine would say all the time, uh, uh, Ben Gutierrez, the crisis is not the time to get spiritual. It's when you get your report card. Daniel's report card is looking pretty good. He didn't uh, develop this newfound spirituality of seeking God three times a day in response to this new injunction uh, that's brought against uh him and God's faithful people that they can only pray to a human king rather than to God. And so that's not, it's not a crisis that brings about this, this uh, newfound prayer life. Daniel's prayer life was cultivated uh, before the crisis. And so my challenge to you is the day to start praying, the day to start improving your prayer life. It's not yesterday, uh, not 10 days from now, it's today. You know, um, uh, what's behind you is behind you as it relates to your prayer life. Don't let the uh, failures of your past keep you bogged down. Uh, Don't let uh, the daunting task of what's ahead seem like it's something that keeps you from starting with the little bit right now that you can do. And so start small. Maybe it's just five, ten minutes every day. I'm going to set aside this time. And I don't want to guilt you into praying because a guilt will only get you so far. I'm writing a new book, How to Pray. Uh, 15 days to a more biblical, joyful, and consistent prayer life. If uh, your prayer life isn't biblical and joyful, it won't be consistent, at least not in the way that we would desire. Like God's Word describes, God is uh, someone who's worthy to be sought, as Daniel uh, Henderson would say, is God is worthy to be sought. Uh, uh, The most enduring motive for prayer, rather, is that God is worthy to be sought butchered that quote. Sorry, Daniel. Um, But God, the most enduring motive for prayer is that God is worthy to be sought. And so um, that means it really kind of, that that, that quote kind of really supports what we see here in Daniel 6. You know, um, Daniel's not uh, seeking God out of response to the terrible circumstances. He's seeking God because God's worthy to be sought. And so he's got that already built into his life. And we see this, uh, the character of God revealed 
and more of God's greatness and his worthiness be sought as we see Daniel is thrown into the lion's den because uh, that was the punishment for praying uh, to anyone but King Darius for 30 days. So he's thrown into the lion's den. Darius wants to get him out, uh, but he can't find a way because the law of the Medes and the Persians cannot be changed once it's signed. Uh, and Daniel um, uh, is spoken to bef- to the king. Uh, the, the king speaks to Daniel right before throwing him in. He says, may your God whom you serve continually deliver you. And so King Darius gives him that... that um, sort of charge before he's tossed into the pit of lions and he hopes that Daniel survives the night, he stays up all night, not eating, uh, not being interrupted, just in distress, no sleep over this, this uh, whole thought of Daniel being thrown in, who was such a faithful servant to him. Verse 19 says, at daybreak, Darius runs to the den of lions to see if Daniel has survived, and uh, what he discovers is he has survived, and that God has shut the mouth of the lions through an angel. Angels come and sent, uh, said my, Daniel said, my God sent his angel and shut the mouth of lions that they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him, and also before you, O king, I have done no harm. So then the king um, flips everything on its head. We think, um uh, you know, Daniel's going to the lions, he's going to be eaten, and what happens actually rather is Daniel is spared, and then those who were his accusers only verses earlier actually now thrown in with all their family into the pit of lions where they are destroyed, and then it says in the end of the book, uh, at the end of this chapter rather, verse 28, Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. And so one of the key texts I think though for prayer is really here where uh, Darius is quoted at the end of chapter 6, where King Darius wrote to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth. Now, whenever you see something like this, where it says all peoples, nations, and languages, it 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 is a uh, echo of what's already been stated in regards to a previous promise that through the line of Abraham, through the seed of Abraham, would become uh, there would be a blessing to all peoples of the earth, and so we already see King Darius in some ways bring about a partial fulfillment of this in the sense of saying that it's uh, uh, because of what Daniel has done and because of his faith, uh, Darius is saying that all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell on the earth are to have peace multiplied to them, and that they should fear the God of Daniel. And so a partial fulfillment in that promise that it's through the, the line of Abraham. Uh, there's Here's a man of Israel, and because of him, because of his faith and his faithfulness, uh, one of the kings who's ruling over the known world at the time, King Darius says all peoples, nations, and languages are to find peace and to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. And he says this, he is the living God, enduring forever. This is King Darius. His kingdom shall never be destroyed. His dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of lions. And so we know, though, ultimately, this promise given to Abraham is fulfilled fully in Jesus Christ. It finds its ultimate fulfillment in Jesus Christ and in his coming, and that he is the blessing to all peoples of the earth. And it's through Jesus that, that all people are to be blessed and will find peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And what happens upon Jesus' arrival to earth in the first uh, uh, coming of Christ is this, and his birth, peace on earth. That's why the angels sing. 
peace on earth. Declare that to the shepherds. And so the Prince of Peace has come, and when he, the Prince of Peace comes, peace comes with him. And it's through Jesus that we find peace, and it's also through this living God that we see a hope that never ends. And so um, I think this, this chapter is something that, that Paul thinks on when he writes 2 Timothy 4.17 and reflects on uh, the salvation that he's received and, and is hoping for in Christ. I'll flip over to 2 Timothy 4.17. Um, 2 Timothy 4.17 through 18 says this. This is Paul. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth, and the Lord will rescue me from every evil and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I can't help but think that that may be what's going on in in uh, Paul's mind as he's reflecting on this image of a lion uh, being saved and rescued from the mouth of lions instead of saying, I'm like Daniel. And I think that this is a biblical precedent that we can follow as it relates to how we pray through Daniel. And uh, so let's just take a moment, a moment and... Uh, Maybe as we're going along, you might want to pause it and pray, or maybe you just want to listen to this all the way through and then take a moment and open up Daniel 6, have it in front of you, and then pray through it. Um, I'm especially just going to look here at the last uh, few verses, verses 25 through 28. And so uh, let's pray that together. God, thank you uh, for bringing peace, Lord, to all peoples, nations, and languages. And so, Lord, I know ultimately peace is going to come through you as King Darius professed, is a um, pagan king, a king that, for, for what we know, we don't know if he knew you, but God, he declared that all people's nations that dwell on the earth should find peace and be multiplied as they fear and tremble before you. And so, God, I, I, may we fear and tremble before you. God, I, I want to sit in awe of you and all that you've done. God, you are the God who can rescue from the mouth of lions. You're a living God, enduring forever. God, your kingdom will never be destroyed. And so, God, because of that, because you're that God, and because you are my God, and I am, Lord, your child through Jesus Christ, Lord, adopted into your family, God, may I not be afraid of lions, may I not be afraid of earthly kings, may I not be afraid of... Um, current situations going on, Lord, in my church, Lord, with fear of will people return to to church services after the health crisis we're in? Will people return to gathering together? And God, Lord, I have no need to fear that because even though my church building isn't promised to stand forever, your kingdom will st- never be destroyed and your dominion will be to the end of the earth. And so, God, I have so much hope. God, because you're, you're building your church. You're building your kingdom. And it will prevail. Whether or not my campus prevails, Lord, whether or not my life even prevails or persists, Lord, beyond even this moment, Lord, your kingdom will never end. And you're a God who delivers and rescues, Lord. You work signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, and Lord, I can trust in you no matter what. And even though I'm facing difficult situations, Lord, today, and even though I know tomorrow will hold situations of its own, Lord, that will be difficult to face, 
God, I can trust in you, and I thank you for that hope because, God, you're the God who saved Daniel from the power of lions. What have I to fear? Thank you for this hope that we have in you, God, through Jesus Christ. Thank you for this model that we have here in Daniel. Pray, God, that you'd encourage our faith, Lord, as we seek you. Help us to persist in prayer, no matter the case, no matter the circumstance, God, because you're worthy to be sought. Pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. And so, hey, I want to thank you so much for joining the uh, podcast today. If you're a first-time listener, hey, don't uh, forget to subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast streaming service. Uh, Subscribe on Apple iTunes and leave a review if you're on Apple Podcast. Um, If you can uh, take a minute, give me an honest review, that'd be very helpful. And if you found this uh, podcast to be helpful, please take time to share it with someone. And uh, you can contact me and get all my social media contacts through my website, MatthewCBryant.com, Matthew cbryant.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and look out for the upcoming release of How to Pray, 15 Days to a More Biblical, Joyful, and Consistent Prayer Life. It'll be available on iTunes as an ebook and on paperback. So can't wait for that to be released and can't wait to see how God may use that to be able to help you and help others learn how to pray in a way that's more biblical, joyful, and consistent. God bless.